Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now.
101.5 UMFM. This is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm not Michael Elves who is unable to speak right now, but that was Keith Price kicking things off with Julian Bradford and Curtis Nowison from a session recorded here at UMFM. Price is back in town this weekend and playing the Fort Gary Hotel alongside Amberna. Tonight's show will feature some of Michael's favorite tracks from 2023 as well as the most recent episode of Our Relatives, the APTN new series addressing homelessness in Winnipeg. That's coming up towards 7 p.m. For now, here's Joel Goodman with What Dreamers Dream.
Across Canada and around the world, Indigenous youth are driving change and innovating for a just and prosperous future. Young People Know is a podcast series featuring conversations with Indigenous young people about what organizations can do to get youth engagement right. Brought to you by the MasterCard Foundation and Indigenous 150+. Find Young People Know on all podcast players or by visiting indigenouspodcast.ca. If you were to guess how many groups helped the homeless in Winnipeg, what would you say? 10? 20? There are actually 35 groups that provide food, clothing, and shelter in the city. Most of them founded by people who were once down and out themselves that have a deep need to give back. I'm Kathleen Martins, and this is Our Relatives. Homeless people need underwear, and they can't get enough socks. So we have a hat one. So we'll put the, maybe the underwear, and then those, there's hats somewhere in the shoes we can put in this one then. Okay. But Kayla Anibis and her team are ready. They've got hot food, warm clothing, and much-needed toiletry items that they hand out from wagons. No, I read beef stew. Okay. <laughs> We've got our spoons oh. and our forks. I guess we're ready to get going. Do you always go the same route? Sometimes we skip Air Canada Park. This okay. is where a lot of our friends congregate. Friday, Friday is where our dinner service is at Air Canada Park. Okay. Today we do the whole streets and we try and get to Air Canada Park, but sometimes we run out of donations. The group formed about six months ago, united in the belief that more outreach was needed. They call themselves urban wagons. Sorry, get a hat wagon. Okay, and this is the food. So there's sandwiches, seaweed, uh, fruit cups, donuts, granola bars. bars. Oh, and muffins. Water and muffins. Muffins. Roll. Roll. They get about two blocks before a crowd gathers. Yeah, here, I'll get you a hot dog. What do you want on it? You think I can grab some for my wife? Um, ketchup? One man takes two hot dogs. You want one for your wife? Yeah. 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 Is it Monday today? Is it? Winnipeg is... Yeah, right? Yeah. Winnipeg is an awesome city. It can be. (laughs) But it is the way it is. It is what it is. Yeah. You know what? I don't even know what's in here. So but everybody pulls together. Yes. That's yes. so important, it's, right? It's amazing. It's an amazing city, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, just uh, keep on what you're doing. Yep. You guys are amazing. We're amazing people from here. You from Winnipeg? Up north. Up north? Yeah. Whereabouts? A little Saskatchewan. OG Cree people. Doesn't matter which nations we come from. Yeah. Uh, we're all the same people, right? Yeah. Okay. The volunteers are mostly women. 
who chat with people at each stop and make sure they get everything they need. Um, honestly, there's just a need for it. Like, since I was a, like a young kid, like I have this whole dream for my own shelter vision, <laughs> but um, it just really saddens me how people don't have a house or a home that they can go to and just relax and feel safe and, you know, and don't have access to certain essentials. Like, you know, going to the washroom is a privilege and like, you know what I mean, to some people and just, if I see someone, you know, digging in the garbage can, trying to find something to eat, I'll be like, hey, you hungry? And you know, I'll say, and sometimes like, oh, there's a, quite a few people that go up my back alley. So when I take my daughter to school or pick her up and I'll see somebody and I'm like, hey, you hungry? And I'm like, hey, just wait around here. I'll go make you a sandwich and I'll go make them something to eat and bring it to them. And it's just natural for me, <laughs> it's just instinct. Sometimes people ask for things. Volunteer Lisa Morantz carries the overdose antidote naloxone on her hip in case someone needs reviving. Kevin McDonald from Grizzle Hall, he's alive and well. And his youngest brother, because he's the oldest son of Princess Patricia, is hiding the living Princess Patricia, the one big sapphire, and uh, the pink panther, and Mark McDonald. <laughs> He's but this man only wants to eat his yogurt. Can I give you a spoon for the fruit? Thank you. Take a left, maybe. Josh, Josh, take left, maybe. A woman on the sidewalk appears to be high. She's having trouble focusing and isn't wearing any pants. The volunteers try to find her some. What about these pants? No, no. What about these pants? Better? Not better. They're better, yeah. yeah. Do you want to take these ones too? Sure. Kayla can relate. She was once addicted to drugs and slept in a friend's car. Volunteer Nicole Weeb has a similar story. I think we've both been kind of down and out before. I used to be an alcoholic, and before that, me and my kid ended up in a women's shelter because uh, I was an abused woman and so we lost everything, our home, my job, everything we owned and so we kind of had to scrape our way back from that. So You mean you had to flee and leave everything? Yeah, yeah. And so to have nothing, like it's, it just, I don't know, it can feel hopeless sometimes and it's so nice when people, you know, actually share. Like that's my favorite part is getting to know some of the people around here and seeing them every week and stuff, like you build friendships and, you know, they know that someone cares about them. There are commonalities among homeless people too. The Winnipeg Street Census of 2022 found many had been exposed to 10 or more traumatic events in their lifetimes. The water? Yeah. People like Margaret Linklater, who's originally from Sandy Lake First Nation, an Oja Cree community in northwestern Ontario. She married a man from a northern Manitoba First Nation where their moldy house was making their children sick. So they moved to Winnipeg. I lived here 20 years. My husband just died. He just died a couple of days ago. We had his funeral. He had died of cancer. Margaret accepts some food outside the downtown library. I have a home, but it's hard for me to stay in there because he died in there. And my kids went to go live up north with family, but I don't want to go live up north. Because there's hardly any room for us to stay anywhere. 
My sister drank herself to death. My older sister and my little sister committed suicide here. We never used to drink. I'm finally just drinking now. Just two years ago when my sister committed suicide. Then you started drinking. Yeah. I raised my kids good and they never got taken away from me before. Sometimes Margaret visits her best friend who lives in a bus shelter outside a big suburban shopping mall. Kayla has seen these people downtown too. There was a lady who, right where we were behind the Millennium Library, the one the next street over at the corner, there was a lady who was staying there who we've seen weekly, but she's moved now. So sometimes they're forced to leave. Sometimes they just move on because they want to change the space or, you know, I don't know, it depends. There's usually people in tents by the church or behind the library and they all keep getting shuffled around everywhere. So about how long do you think people uh, can stay in a bus shelter? I think it really depends on their demeanor maybe and how clean maybe they keep themselves like with the area around it. So I think if they're messier or, you know, littering and there's lots of like, you know, say, drug paraphernalia and stuff hanging around, then I think maybe then they might ask them to leave. Or... Yeah, where do people go? Uh, alleys, corners. Um, a lot of people are they're in tents by like the rivers. Winnipeg Transit does not want people living in its bus shelters. It says it's not safe. A spokeswoman says transit inspectors are trained to encourage people to move along to homeless shelters. APTN observed a city crew emptying one of these makeshift homes. They shoveled out garbage, furniture, and personal items. Another time, workers dismantled a bus shelter and removed it permanently. Bed sheets were hung like curtains, making it resemble a little cottage. So, now we can go. to kind of always look up the alleys just in case because it's been the doorways and stuff or the back doors, I should say. People kind of tend to hide away. Uh, Not everyone is homeless. Uh, some people are. Like, we, we try to, you know, aim for the unsheltered people, but, you know, there's also the low-income people that are wandering around. So we, we don't really discriminate against who we feed, like, so much, you know? So we, I ask everybody, I ask everybody if they're hungry or thirsty, just in case, because you never know, right? There's a man who was very well dressed, like like in suit, tie, briefcase, everything. Like I, I maybe he was job hunting, I don't know, but I you never would have looked at him and thought he was homeless. But he we had we were all out of food, all we had left was a loaf of bread. And he's like, I will take that loaf of bread. And so he was hungry, so and you know, but you never you would never look at him and think, oh, you know, he's has no home or he's, you know, right. starving, right? For a loaf right. of bread that's plain bread. Like not even like good bread either. It was like, I don't know. And not everyone is an adult. That's usually the kids that you'll see out here, ones that are in the system, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. And no one was in the group homes usually. Don't want to be in there. Kind of rough. The system is known as CFS. The initials stand for Child and Family Services, or what Manitoba calls its child welfare system. The street census of 2022 says it's a pathway to homelessness. 
Of those interviewed by census volunteers, 50% said they spent time in foster care, group homes, or another CFS placement. They first became homeless immediately after leaving care, which is also known as aging out. More than half of those first experienced homelessness at age 18 or earlier. The census also warns that homeless and street-involved youth are at risk of exploitation. It says they are six times more likely to be victims of violent crime than the general population. They also have high symptoms of mental health distress. As the group nears the shuttered downtown Bay store, they see a man sitting alone in a bus shelter. He'd like a new shirt. Okay. Do we happen to find a t-shirt yet? Uh, just there. We've got like button downs. What's his name? Do we know in the bus shelter? I do not know. They've got like button down shirts. They're quite large. Do you want your shirt? Kayla Hand delivers it. Anything else? That's good? You're welcome. Have a good day, guys. like you know of maybe not even a handful of people that might be you know mentally ill at the time and they might be they might kind of go into a different state like out of nowhere but everyone's very grateful very thankful they're very appreciative it's it's that's what we've observed tonight oh 100%. but it's but it's people have this idea in mm. their mind that, that it is dangerous that they are dangerous uh, and to stay away as if on cue, a man in a tight leather jacket appears. He displays the kind of unpredictable behavior that people can fear. The man is from Lake St. Martin, an Ojibwe nation devastated by flooding caused by the Manitoba government in 2011. In an effort to spare Winnipeg, the government diverted floodwaters into Lake Manitoba, which destroyed hundreds of homes and cottages and two First Nations. A thousand people were relocated to Winnipeg, where they lived in hotels, sometimes for years. Lake St. Martin suffered 94 deaths, the chief at the time attributed to alcohol, drugs, and suicide. But you know what, I'm a drug addict. I've been a drug addict since November 2nd, 2014. I started at the age of 14 smoking marijuana. And um, yeah, you know, uh, the only drug I haven't tried is acid and Oxycontin and salvia and some other ones. I'm very late at making appointments. I'm very unreliable. I lie most of the time. I can agree with that. Most people might. Well, to be honest, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm negotiable to anyone's liking, so like I'm confused, but I do know where I want to go. I just have trouble choosing sides. I'm, I'm in a circle and everybody's the branch. You all get to live. 
I love you all, and I mean that, so I don't know. Contrary to popular belief, drug and alcohol abuse isn't the main cause of homelessness. It's lack of money for housing. Nearly three in ten people told the census they couldn't afford a place to live. That was followed by family breakdown, then addiction, and physical and mental health issues. What are you taking off to, young lady? We're going to go there. There's more people down there. Should I be a boss hoggery? This is bugging me. Okay, give me a hug. Ah! Love you all three. Nice to meet you too at BTN. Hey, shout out to my, uh, shout out to Winnipeg and everybody in um, downtown, I guess. Have a freaking jolly uh, good fellow, okay? The group crosses to the north side of Portage Avenue to visit the regulars at Air Canada Park a meeting place for Indigenous peoples known as the Circle. People will pour their heart out and it's amazing and they share, you know, about their culture and, you know, everything from like religion to, um, you know, like abuse in the home or just everything. Volunteer Vanessa Glendhill says she's learned a lot on these two-hour walks. I feel like I've learned more of the like Aboriginal culture and uh, just like their beliefs, which is really cool. And I've always been interested in that. Um, so I learned a lot about that and just a lot about just the different problems that everybody is facing. Um, a lot of the people that we see aren't necessarily homeless. They're, you know, fleeing from a relationship and it's just, I don't know, I'm doing a lot of work on myself too, so I'm like, you know, trying to, I'm a empathist, I guess. Um, so I'm just trying to reflect, right? And like, hey, well, how, how can I brighten this person's day? Or like, you know, what wise wisdom can I learn too, right? On like how different people cope and yeah, it's just, I've learned so much. And I try to pass it on to my kids. My kids have come out for a walk. Okay. <laughs> Lisa, who carries the naloxone, felt compelled to join a group after learning about the death of Kayla Ray. The 27-year-old woman was from North Spirit Lake First Nation in northwestern Ontario. She was discovered under blankets last winter dead on the floor of a Winnipeg bus shelter. Well, I've watched you through the evening. You're always smiling. Um, You're always engaged with people. Uh, where does that come from? Um, well, everyone always said that my mom had a smile on her face. No matter how much turmoil she was going through in her life, she always presented to the world that she was well adjusted and happy. And I've had a lot of trauma in my life. I recently wrote my memoir, which highlights the abuse and neglect I suffered as a child and a teenager. So when people say, how can you be so resilient? I say, well, you don't really know what's going on in my mind or my heart, but for some reason I inherited that from her to sort of um, present myself 
as a happier person than I actually am because I struggle with a lot of uh, PTSD. That's why Lisa promised to bring a cake to the group's supper service on Friday in Air Canada Park. Is it part of what you've been through? Does that play a role in why you're here? I'm not sure, consciously, but maybe subconsciously, yes. Um, to see others who are also experiencing stress in different manners. My abuse was in the home. Their abuse may be people that they're having to share their tents with. But the birthday boy wasn't there. The cake, however, did not go to waste. Hello! We're going to sing happy birthday to Teresa, then have some cake! <laughs> the love made her cry. Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to Happy birthday to Teresa! Happy birthday to you! Was that loud On the next episode of Our Relatives, there is nothing like the unconditional love of a pet. That emotional support is a big reason an estimated one in four homeless people own pets. But sometimes the public is more worried about the animal than the person. And they come right up to the cat and they go, how's your cat doing? And we're like, cat's fine, we're taking care of him. And then they go, are you? Because cats shouldn't be outside. And I'm like, we're taking care of him better than we do sometimes. I'm Kathleen Martins. Goodbye for now. Our Relatives, written and reported by Kathleen Martins. Recorded and edited by Jesse Andrushko. Produced by Mark Blackburn. Original theme music by Backyard Rink. Cover art by Shania Murdoch and Alicia Dawn.
les erreurs que j'accumule Les erreurs que j'assume Alien put out to pass 
Just gotta hold. Just gotta hold. 